Friday afternoon, heading towards Christmas. Christmas Eve, Eve, Tim Mac William here till two o'clock today. Uh, next up, we're going to say hello to one of the nicest guys in show business and one of the nicest guys you could ever wish to meet. It's Ricky. No, it's not. It's Murray G Mac. A classic TV series from the 80s and the 90s, Heidi High. And if any of that preamble made sense to you, then you are in the right place because Murray G Mac is an international singer and entertainer who started his life on stage at a holiday camp on the south coast. Aged just 14 and Murray joins me now. Hi Murray. Hi Tim. Lovely to chat to you. Did that bring back a few memories, that it theme tune? It does. The golden days. Absolutely. Do, do you think, I mean, holiday camps back in the, the 80s, could they survive now, do you think? I think, Tim, nowadays life has just changed in every department. And back then, holiday camps were very special to families, um, whereas in this day and age, people go abroad more. Um, we were very, very lucky back in the, the 1980s to work the best camps in the south coast of England, uh, not just the, the Rivera Lido, several of them. Um, th- those were the golden days. So you started on stage aged 14. How on earth did you manage that? I, I guess that wouldn't be allowed these days with all these kind of child labour laws we have. Yes, well, what happened was um, my brothers started out in show business. George started out as a solo, playing the keyboards. And then Robert, my middle brother, he began playing the drums and they became the two Macs. And then at the age of 12, they discovered that um, I could sing and they brought me into it, and I learned the guitar as well. And we started touring Scotland with all the big stars here, Andy Stewart, the Alexander Brothers, and we did all the theatres and and all all the road shows. And it was the Glasgow Pavilion we were spotted by Jock Campbell, um, who was the biggest agent on the South Coast. And we went down to Bognor, we went to the River Elido, and it was then at the age of 14 that I became a recording artist. And I cut my first record. Was it a surprise to your brothers that you could sing? Were you, you kind of the, the Donny Osmond of the Osmonds came on was, late? I think it's all natural. Um, my, my father was in the, the army many years ago and then he w- went on to the shell. But he always had a great interest in the drums. He played the drums. But I think music is either in you or it's not. So I would say that it's a natural process. I should come clean here, shouldn't I, really, Murray? Because you, you and I, we, we both worked in the same place. We didn't work together, but we worked in the same place back in 1983, which is like 33 years ago. And I can well, remember... We were aged. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't. i just seen in front of your CD. You must have some kind of painting in the attic to stay looking the same as you did all those years back. But you worked on the stage with your two brothers. Yes. And so I remember you every night. And I think most of the staff that worked there were involved in some kind of entertainment. But we all had day jobs. So... I worked in the bar, so I can't imagine for a second that you can remember me amongst all those people that worked there. I do remember you, Tim. Really? That's the good thing. I do uh, remember. Uh, it's such a great memory. Be- yeah, I do remember. Because everyone uh, got involved. So I can remember your brothers as well. I remember the, the, the Rounders team every week winning. Yeah. Every, every, we won every single week except for once, and we, we lost once all season. And you would have thought the world's had ended and when the, the uh, I think the staff played the punters as they were called uh, football and I remember George getting really cross whenever the 
team's loss because he was your brother. I'm almost getting into a fight with one of the, the holiday makers because he was so upset by a decision by the re- referee. I mean, do you, do you think back to those days, even oh, now, yes. every day, every day of your life? So. Very much so. There were great days, and you met a lot of great people. Um, I work on the cruise ships, and sometimes you bump into people, and believe it or not, I've been on a ship maybe at the other end of the world, and someone said, God, Murray, you're not one of the three Max. I uh-huh. said, yeah, we went to the Lido, and you just think it, it's impossible, but life is, 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 is so small, really. So you're bumping into people from the Lido, yeah. even now that you yes. saw day after day. I was telling my wife that I was talking to you today because every day, just about pretty much every day goes by. I've referred to something that happened back in in that summer, and she says, "Ask Murray yes. what his name is because we just got the Mac. What's your, what's your yeah. full name? My, my real name is Murray McBlaine. McBlaine, right? Yeah, that's why it's called it's the Three Macs. It's okay. called the Three Macs, but just shortened it. So I mean, going back there, we we had Ricky. And he was yeah. he, his main act was as a black and white minstrel, and it's very much of its day. But I can't imagine it would have been accepted in 2016. So I wonder what he would have done now if he couldn't be a, a minstrel. Well, I think I, I think Ricky um, obviously was in the minstrel for for many many years, and and did a, a fabulous uh, he was a fabulous profession at what he did. But as you say, things change in, in the years gone by. And yes, it wouldn't be accepted now. But back then, people went to the theatre to see the Black and Min- uh, White Minstrel Show. It was on the television um, because it was a big thing back. It was a big variety back in those days. And, and he did it ever so well. And I'm so delighted to hear that he's still alive. Um, he's, 80, he's 83. And I believe that he's down in Surrey, which is, is terrific. Yeah, that's good news to everybody because yeah. there were a few rumours he wasn't still with us, but uh, it's good news that he is. Yes. And you, you now, Murray, what, what are you doing? Are you working on, I guess, the floating holiday camps, are they, the cruise ships? Yeah, the cruise ships, I mean, they're getting bigger and bigger. But at the moment, I'm at my home in Scotland and I'm working um, all around the different venues here in Scotland. And I've just actually moved, uh, bought my mum and dad a bungalow. So I've just moved in last Thursday, so life is pretty busy at the moment, but I've got a lot um, in the pipeline for the new year, with the new song it's um, Open Doors for Canada, America Australia uh, and New Zealand so hopefully 2017 I'll be going to these places and performing Sounds fantastic, and that's keeping you busy all the way around the the planet with all those uh, Scottish expats who want you to serenade them Going back to in in your teens, back at the uh, Riviera Lido, which sadly now is a housing estate. I went there back there in 1985, and it had just been closed for the last time, and I hadn't realised. And one of my biggest regrets is I just didn't jump over the fence and have a look around it for, for one more time, because there's a similar story up here in Norfolk, in Hemsby, one of the holiday camps closed down and the council won't give permission for it to be housing so it means it just sat there derelict and you see the photographs it's it's very sad that those days are over but what's your abiding memory back as as a teenager working in those holiday camps well i mean obviously i was so young so i went to bogner school during the day but i i was young and 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 i suppose innocent in a lot of ways 
but it was it was just like it was like golden to me because I went to school and with all the other children and when they were going home I had this excitement of me going home uh, I'd get picked up uh, from school going home having dinner uh, getting ready and then it was into the camp and because I was so young um, it, it really featured a lot of attention with the holiday makers and then of course working with some great entertainers we had a visiting cabaret every night uh, and working with all these people and the staff coming in and everybody used to come in and stand at the back all the staff and they used to wave and it, it was great they were up mm -hmm. dancing and it, it was just so special it's funny because I imagine the, the young people listening to this, or perhaps in the, their early twenties, are thinking, "Oh, really? It doesn't sound that, that that great." But I guess you kind of had to be there, and I think it's a shame that there aren't holiday camps around anymore because that was like a summer job, and that you go in there, you'd have your accommodation, your food, and pretty much be where you worked. You were on holiday all summer, but it seems to be the, the chances to work, even as a waiter or a barman are restricted, but are they also restricted for an entertainer like yourself? Could a 14-year-old Murray make it in those places in 2016? Well, again, it's, uh, things have all changed. Nowadays, the, the, the show business is all turned to the X Factor, Britain's Got mm. Talent, The Voice. That's where young people go to because that's where they're going to get picked up. Because taken back to 1980, the opportunities back then, they were big. There was a big horizon out there. You worked seven nights a week, 52 weeks a year. Things have changed. So the only people that, the only time that, and the stage that people can get now is getting on national television. And I've got to say that these shows, they, they, do, they do them so well. Because they get they get seen by millions, and if you're any good, you're going to get picked up and get taken into the West End or get taken on abroad or whatever recording deals. So it's very, very much um, so different nowadays sure. to what it was back then. There's a couple of things you've said that brought back memories to me. You mentioned about people visiting every week for the, the various cabarets, and we also had Alan Ball came in right, every week. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, 19, sports personalities. 1966 World Cup winner, and he was trotting around the South Coast for 20 quid at a time talking about his experiences as a, as a footballer. Can you imagine someone like Wayne Rooney doing yeah. that these days? So th those times have changed. And the other thing that you reminded me of was that we always we didn't get paid much for working there, but also you could, you could supplement your your income and I think I was asked to dress up as some kind of jester and go around with the photographer every week and the outfit got thinner and thinner and I needed to have some carefully placed socks to protect my modesty to get through. What's your abiding memory of, of, of that summer if you had to pick just one? Um, I just think that um, the, the memories of meeting people that was very special to us because everyone from like, like the London area, they all headed down to the South Coast. So we met some fantastic people and one or two of uh, contacted us through the internet, through my Facebook and Twitter. And do you remember the Kay family? Yes, I do. John Kay. Well, he just uh, 
he's been in touch with us uh, lately, and uh, and his mother, and she was actually crying on the phone, um, tears of joy, good. because it brought back so many good memories. And she says, we used to come several times uh, with with the family. So I think meeting people and, and the staff, we were very close to the staff because the staff used to, as you say, they did their work, they did their jobs, whatever they did. Then at night time, uh, after half past nine, they were allowed to come in to the venue and as long as they stood at the back of the, the venue uh, and join in with everyone. So that it was like a family uh, and you got to know people. It sure was, and we all stay in touch, even to this day. Murray, we'd better leave it there, but before we do, tell me about your song, because you've released a, a song here which we're going to play now. Uh, how did this come about? Yes, well, Jock Campbell came on board before Ricky at the Lido. Jock was at the Lido for years, and then Ricky took over in 1982. Uh, yeah, but Jock was um, a promoter, he was an agent, and he was a record producer. And... Last year, his daughter contacted me through Facebook and she says, Murray, could you please get in touch with my father? He's got something special. So I gave him a call and uh, he says, Murray, I've written your song. He says, I would love you to hear it. So I made arrangements to go down to Bognor Regis. We got together and I listened to it and I said, I'm going to record this. So I recorded it and we put it on iTunes and it went worldwide. Wonderful. The reason for that is because it's all about your homeland and the song is called My Scottish Home. I'm going to play that in a second, but just before I let you go, Murray, we're going to have a load of people listening to this who were at those holiday camps, including the Lido back in the 80s. Have you got like a message for them? Yes, I'd like to say, especially to Nikki, um, she's one of my best friends. I hope she's listening in. And to everybody uh, that uh, was involved with the Lido. A very, very Merry Christmas to each and every one of you and I hope you love uh, my new song. It's doing ever so well. We're very proud of it. Thank you so much. It's Murray G. Mack. Here is his tune, My Scottish Home. I dreamed of home Fantastic stuff. My Scottish home, Murray G. Mac. And before that, memories of 1983. What were you doing in 1983? Seriously? You don't look old enough. <laughs> 